It's Monday. It's July 24th. And the word of the day is lock block, which is a term I just made up for when somebody grabs the handle on the door of your car right when you're unlocking Uh, it and it cancels and stays mm -hmm. locked. Uh, Using a sentence, just calm the fuck down and wait for the noise. Don't lock block. Okay, now? Now, okay, I'm not touching. Now, now, now. Wait, wait, just... Now, Look, watch not, me. Click. Watch me. Okay. Importantly, now. not to be confused with the inability to understand the Scottish guy who just told you how to get to the lake, which is known as a lock block. Lock. Exactly. <laughs> or or not letting a Jewish guy have smoked fish, which would be a locks block. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delay. This really went off the rails from America's Pro <laughs> Center. We are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, letting everyone vote continues to work out just the way I thought it would. Eli's cynical intellectual elitism grows ever more calcified. And Donald Trump keeps tweeting about how he weighs more than a duck for some reason. <laughs> that's, that's why. But first, the Triatribe. If I asked you to describe the Trump presidency in two words, you'd probably say... Uh, Putin presidency. Democracy's inevitability. Uh, white... Impotence. Ja, just desserts. <laughs> yeah, y- yes. Wordsmith that you are, sure. But considering the average age of our listener and their general political lean, I'd say the most likely answer most of them would give in a pinch is dumpster fire. <laughs> I was actually going to say hot garbage until I saw where you were going. <laughs> and, and like a dumpster fire, the poor run to it with hopes for warmth and change, but it probably kills them. Yes, <laughs> that's accurate actually for all kinds of reasons. That's probably why dumpster fire is the descriptor I encounter online most often for this debacle of an administration. And that makes sense. It was garbage to begin with, and now it's on fire. But it's an appropriate term for a lot more reasons than that, and possibly more reasons than you realize. Uh, because Garbage warming is a hoax set up by China. Uh, no. Ooh, it's- because it's orange and impossible to look away from. Okay, that one's pretty good. But but to get to my point, we need to dig into the etymology of dumpster fire a little bit. You pick weird citation needed topics. Can I give you that feedback? <laughs> you this weird. is the skeptocrat. Eli. I I try not to differentiate between what I like to call Eli talking time. So tell us, <laughs> what will we be breaking down today? Uh, we watched no. American Democracy. And uh, speaking of dumpster fire, back to you, Noah. <laughs> cork, chick! <laughs> well, he spelled that out in the notes, by the way. So for, for the dawn of the term dumpster fire, you have to go back to the beginning of dumpsters. It's a big container of mostly flammable garbage, and sometimes they would catch on fire. And that was referred to as a dumpster fire. Noah, I know you're the wordy guy, but you're letting us down this week. I want to give you that feedback. I want you to take it with an open heart. I want you to take it with an open mind. Patience, grasshopper, because it doesn't take long for thieves to see some utility in these increasingly common mishaps. See, if the dumpster behind your restaurant catches on fire, that demands your immediate attention. So a potential thief could just set the dumpster out back on fire, then go around front while the store owner was trying to put out the fire and rob him blind. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're saying... A bar should keep the dumpster by the front door and um, light Donald Trump on fire to bring in more business. I got, uh, I'm sense. not not saying that. Okay, I'm just saying the guy who lights Trump on fire can go into whatever business he wants. I'm buying. That did be bar. I, I, I am not <laughs> no saying that. No reasonable person so. could think we were actually saying that. <laughs> no. I mean it. I mean it. You I mean it. As a joke. Mean it as a joke. From my heart. Joke. Now... 
as near as I can tell, for quite a while, dumpster fire only showed up in this literal usage. But in the wake of the 2000 election, the term was revived to describe the shitstorm around the Florida recount. Um, as you'll recall, if you were aware, things like television and America at the time. The, it was crank operated, right? <laughs> <laughs> television at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, no, it was a ripcord. <laughs> so it, now, but back then, the effort at pinning down the actual vote count that decided the election in the varicose vein state was plagued by protesters causing chaos everywhere the recount itself was taking place. Now, it's it's worth asking what the fuck those people were supposed to be protesting, obviously. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were, they were protesting against the disenfranchising of, of Dimple and Hang voters. Oh, people who genuinely that? wanted to vote Dimple. Yeah. We need a fat kid and guys with big dicks party is what we need. <laughs> and also let in guys named Chad and we're there. Um, yeah. Well, there's also some credible allegations that those crowds were largely made up of paid political operatives. But whether or not that's true doesn't matter for our purposes here because it was this belief, right? The belief that the protests were just a contrivance meant to distract people from the real crime going on that led some pundits to describe the situation as a dumpster fire. <laughs> that should be on Florida's state flag, a dumpster fire of. Uh, of white trash on top. <laughs> yeah, right. And an old person messing with a thermostat on the bottom. It's just like the north and south of the state. You line it up. Florida, come die here. It's I mean, <laughs> better than not how, but or here. Just, yeah, or just somebody, maybe maybe someone's standing their ground. It doesn't. It's <laughs> it, it's we vary it. Yeah. Um, now, of course, what they meant by it back then was. You know, this is a manufactured disaster meant to turn eyes away from a theft. But if there's one group of people you can always count on to use terms they don't fully understand, it's sportscasters. So it's not long before the people whose primary qualification for a career in communications is repeated head trauma start describing anything that really sucks as a dumpster fire. In fact, as near as I can tell, the first instance of this shift in print <laughs> happened in 2009 when sports reporter Mike Wise was looking for a way to describe a Redskins team so bad they lost to the 2009 Detroit Lions. So not great. Congratulations, Washington <laughs> fans. In many ways, you root for the original dumpster fire. <laughs> right. And the, the hot garbage performance on the field uh, distracts everyone from the hate crime happening in their team. Logo. Yeah, well, right. no, <laughs> they weaned it onto the new media. Catch the dumpster fire at its highest point. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Man, the sense. New York kikes are having a hell of a season, though, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> How many seconds do you think the New York Kikes would have lasted? Just, as, a, as a name or as an athletic force? See, the Yankees are both, and that's why I root for them. That's why I like them. They are all of my elitism in sports form. Yeah, no, they are. Okay, so from here, it's easy to see why the meaning of the term shifted, right? It's trash. It's on fire. It's like hot garbage, but leveled up, right? So I, I feel like with the Trump administration, though, it's come full circle, which is just about the closest thing to an accomplishment that the administration can claim. Yeah, no, at this point. <laughs> just calls in Tyler, write that down. Made dumpster fire work as a complete term. Get that out. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't let him hear this. And of course, this is all my roundabout way of saying, hey, guys, let's not lose sight of the cash register. Right. The, the Russia investigation and all Trump's incendiary tweets and impotent executive orders are a dumpster fire. But the robbery is happening at the same time because the GOP may not have set this fire intentionally mm. all that much ish. Mm. 
but they're sure as fuck taking advantage of it, mm. right? I, the, the president's mired in a nesting doll of scandals, and while we're looking at that, they're at the cash register going after our health care and our social welfare programs. They're, they're quietly castrating environmental and consumer protections. They're taking a wrecking ball to the wall of separation, and Trump himself has taken advantage of it by nakedly profiteering from the presidency in a series of mini-scandals too minor to merit mention against the backdrop of the Russia collusion. Yeah, I'm picturing a reporter trying to grill Mussolini at his press conference. Like, hey, man, did you cut funding for Italian food stamps? Wait, 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 scratch that. Are we helping the Nazis now? <laughs> right. What? Well, which do you want me to answer? Fake news. <laughs> Some guy on Italian Twitter, everyone I don't like is a fascist. Ha <laughs> 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 The Kekistani flag is based on the Nazi flag. They love that. Now, look, I'm not saying we shouldn't be focused on the collusion investigation here. It's a big fucking deal. Even if the shop owner knows the dumpster fire was a distraction, he still has to put it out. Right. The money in the cash register isn't as important as the store not burning down. But if you know why there's a fire, you can take precautions. You can lock up everything they might want to steal. You can beef up your security, and to whatever extent is possible, you can be insured. Thanks, Obama. Like, like seriously, thank you. <laughs> thanks, yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks right. Obama. Thanks, State Farm. <laughs> Sorry, I to, now when I get a cold, I get hopeful. So it's a it's nice change. <laughs> like, so leave it. Wait for it. But, wait. <laughs> this might be the best year ever. <laughs> now nah, I'm fine. But I'm fine. the most important thing to keep in mind is that other than the suicide prevention hotline Eli is that this fire was blazing before Trump ever even stepped into office right we already knew and i want you to keep that in mind because eventually the republicans are going to have no choice but to pull the plug on this shit and impeach trump's going to make it impossible for them not to and when they do they're going to try to wash their hands of his corruption and point out that the gop establishment never really wanted him as their nominee in the first place and they're going to hope our memories are short enough that by 2020 we'll have forgotten where their hands were when the dumpster was still ablaze in a woman's uterus. <laughs> exactly, actually, yeah. Are you in yet? <laughs> Tiny, he has very small hands. <laughs> I thought you meant to, like the Nike thing, like, are you in? <laughs> like a challenge. Tyler, tall Tyler, get in here. Uh, yes, Mr. President. A uh, couple quick questions for you. Okay, sure. Uh, so the Wi-Fi password, is it the same here as it is over at the State Department? I don't think so, sir. I can, I can probably get those passwords for you, though. No problem. Not a big deal. Also, is it possible for me to move that lunch from 3.30 to 4? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure we can, uh, we can make that. Fantastic. Work Great. You... Can I pardon myself for treason? Can you, can you pardon yourself for treason? Mm -hmm. Yeah, worried about the traffic, so I figure for a little bit more close, little wiggle room. Also, I committed a bunch of treason, so I think we're not. I don't think you should even be admitting. Look, 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 Tyler. If it's a big deal, we can keep it at three thirty. Don't freak out, Tyrannosaurus Rex. All right, either way, it's uh, all no, be... it's not the it's not the honestly. Lunch. If I knew this was going to be a big deal, if it was going to upset you, I wouldn't have brought it up. No, it, look, Mr. President, it, just this forget is important. about it. it, it, it I don't want to talk. Okay, about it. well. If there's a... Uh, Last something... question. How good is your Russian? Uh, Ty, baby. Don't do this. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tell Tyler. Sprecket the Ruski. Mirnik. <laughs> Kasparov. That's one. 
<laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, Noah Illusions and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, we're getting a lot of this question recently. Coke or Pepsi? Go. Well, uh, you did not specify soft drinks, so I'm going to go with Coke, and it's not even close. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, Pepsi's a government conspiracy to rot the teeth of the poor, though, so Pepsi, mm-hmm. Pepsi for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. In our lead story tonight, we have some news about the Coen brothers and the new movie they're making. Awesome. It's about an insane reality TV character and his team of bumbling idiot advisors <laughs> who tried to play spy games with an ex-KGB billionaire oligarch gangster, during which they got used, tricked, publicly embarrassed, and managed to forever compromise the integrity of American democracy. Oh, wait, that's not a movie. That's our goddamn yeah, real, no, real reality. If it were, yeah. Fuck. Dude, the scene where he's just like, but I can pardon myself, right? I can pardon myself. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic <laughs> no, Cohen runners. But, but you know, greatest reality TV show ever, though, if you think about it. I mean, I hate to give Trump any credit, but seriously, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. Right. Every time I finish reading the news, I'm saying, man, I can't wait for the next episode of today. Yeah, it's like Breaking <laughs> Bad, but you're the one who might die. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure I'm white. And without so, the meth, it's are just you? not. It's not great. Are you? <laughs> so you're very tan. <laughs> right, so let's get it out. <laughs> Why you go before the vacation? What race is Noah? You guys tweet in and let us. Know. What do you guys <laughs> think? Yeah. I'll, I'll start a Twitter poll now. What race is? Wow, it fills that in quick. I want to say <laughs> the Rock say Dwayne Iroquois? Johnson. <laughs> Iroquois? No. Ooh. All right, we'll find out. All right, so quick review in case anyone missed it somehow. The Justice Department is currently investigating the connections between Russia and the Trump campaign. And according to intelligence reports, this involves a scheme by Vladimir Putin to interfere with the 2016 election. And apparently this has a lot to do with the fact that Trump's been profiting for decades from Russian criminals laundering their money in Trump's New York City real estate ventures, Mm -hmm. which means Putin has the president of the United States in his pocket and also likely has a video of Trump getting pissed on by hookers. So it's just if, if I not had great. to guess. Yeah. yeah. And how crazy is it that like in the hustle and bustle of figuring out how treasonous our president is, we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone agrees the Russian initiated a cyber attack to affect our election. That's a given. But how much did the president know? That's that's the thinker. <laughs> yeah. Know. Well, well, everyone agrees about that except. The president, anyway. Right. And the Dilbert guy. The Dilbert guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a master persuader. All right. So the investigations centered around members of the Trump team having a series of meetings with Russian leaders and then lying about it and then getting caught in their obvious lies. <laughs> Quick review. This includes Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who met with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak multiple times, then denied it. Then pretended he forgot and then recused himself from the, the whole investigation for, for, for being involved in the thing he claims to be not involved in. And, and that, if you think about it, is very unfair to the president. <laughs> Reduce not remember her remits as well. <laughs> yep. Uh, also meeting with Kislyak and lying about it was Michael Flynn who was Trump's national security advisor for 24 days before having to resign in disgrace uh, for the lying. The lying, yeah. Yeah. Lock him up. Lock him up. (laughs) I just like to remember him. It's not funny. 
Ugh. And uh, also Trump's son-in-law turned White House advisor Jared Kushner, who was with Flynn at the time of one of those meetings, where they all talked about setting up a secret communication channel between the Trump team and the Kremlin. Uh, I think they landed on putting little spy messages in glass bottles and floating them across the Bering Strait or something. <laughs> well, you can see it from there. At best, this administration <laughs> is the presidential version of the night you start dealing drugs. Just like, oh, I mean, we're, we're just talking here, right? Right? <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with talking. <laughs> I can't help but think at this point, Vladimir Putin is the Max Bialystok of politics, right? I, like, like as long as Trump loses, none of this shit matters. Nobody's really investigating it. Clinton's presidency is still undermined, he, and, and, and Putin still owns a politically influential American billionaire. And now he's just watching the Lester Holt interview with Matthew Broderick going, oh, come on, man, get your head in the game. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but the uh, the meeting we've been hearing about most recently in the news happened on June 9th of last year at Trump Tower when Donald Jr., Jared Kushner, and campaign chair Paul Manafort all met with a Russian lawyer and a group of Putin-connected uh, uh, Jack Reacher bad guys. There's no other way to describe this group. They all look like they just got blown by a stripper at the club they own. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks like they went to their callback for John Wick 3 in costume. Just like, <laughs> okay, okay. so two other ways to describe the, the group, but that's it. Oh, also, also people that no ethical political operative would be caught dead in a room with. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> be another way. So uh, the meeting remained a secret until the New York Times mentioned it a few weeks ago. And at first, Donald Jr. responded by claiming the whole thing was about Americans adopting Russian babies. Mm -hmm. But then uh, a bunch more stories came out, more information got leaked, and Donald Jr. was forced to release a chain of emails that showed the meeting was actually about Russian sources providing dirt on Hillary Clinton. Government sources. <laughs> Government yes. sources tampering with the election. Yeah. <laughs> Spawning the greatest moment in Twitter history where New York <laughs> Times reporter Jared Yates Sexton famously just tweeted, I worked on this story for a year and he just, he tweeted it out. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so, it's just a single tweet thread of just a guy who doesn't, who started reporting when the world was sane and he's still here now. Yeah, I, I mean, right. I, I get it. It would, it would be like David R. White tweeting like, movies are shit, but the cross suckers keep buying, winky face. And we were just like, guys, well, it's damn. not fun anymore. <laughs> That's why we can't do dark dungeons. They made it as a joke. They didn't. They know. Yep. And uh, this meeting also forced, or the revelations about the meeting, it forced uh, Jared Kushner to submit a revised fourth draft of his oh. White House staff security <laughs> clearance forms. And in case it's not clear, that's a really weird string of typos that uh, includes holding backspace and not realizing <laughs> it for a while. Or that's three big fat lies. Which, if you're keeping score at home, big fat lies on your White House security clearance forms constitutes a felony. <laughs> or, or in this case, multiple felonies, each one incrementally less felonious than at the last. At least yeah. three of those. <laughs> right. Yeah, assuming he's not bullshitting about anything else. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Trump appears to have Two options at this point. Option Ooh. A. Ooh. Uh, do you, do you have, do you have a guess? Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Three. He has three options. We'll call that, we'll, we'll call that, uh, zero option. The zero. I, I. Um, uh, option A, uh, continue obstructing the Justice Department or what some might call obstruction of justice. That sounds good. Um, mm. that would be more lying, more of his team hiding stuff and then later having to admit the lying when journalists find stuff and, uh, more firing anyone who investigates too well. Oh, oh, he's going to do that one. He's going to do that. I yeah, want to yeah, yeah, that I think, you're, I think, you, think you nailed it. Very possible. Or otherwise, he can go with option B, and that would be pardoning. A- <sighs> and yes, that's a real thing that Trump's been considering, according to recent reports. He's been asking advisors, hey, uh, just curious, how does pardoning work? Just, a- just asking for a friend. Um, no, yeah, yeah, my friend has, has, pardoning powers <laughs> yeah no he's, he has pardoning powers in a country with the exact same laws as the united states and i'm just curious about ours because i figure it'd be applicable to his situation just up above nothing but like it would be good for him <laughs> the guy's just like is it one of those weird places in the congo it sounds like a weird place in the congo does he call himself the generalissimo <laughs> is that an option and, by the way he's apparently even asked about pardoning himself which means that a lot of late night law school arguments need to retroactively omit those not like it would ever happen caveats. <laughs> Narrowing the definition of unlikely has been some of a running theme in this administration. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to recap, Russia spied the shit out of us, mm-hmm. or at least they spied the shit out of Trump and his team. Then our spies kind of noticed what was happening and ever since we've been getting a stream of new revelations every like few minutes about just how stupid and treasony it all was by the end of this recording we could easily have a video of putin playing with computers at cia headquarters while trump just like chases around the red dot from putin's laser pen on the wall <laughs> that's not out of the question this is our fucking life <laughs> ready for it ready for it yeah no right right be prepared folks and in putting the less back in palestine news tonight in a terrifying dismissal of the first amendment a bipartisan push is underway to pass the israel anti-boycott act this bill seeks to make it a felony to support boycotts that target israel what let me say that again. A felony to support boycotts. You can't. Dot, dot, dot. The rest of the sentence doesn't matter, does it? No. In fact, I, I could basically have left out boycotts, and we'd have basically already run afoul of the foundational principle of our country, wouldn't we? I, I, it kind of feels like it goes without saying, but if this was law, it would make the Israelis should really give the Palestinians back their shit. The only illegal to think thing in America. Yeah. You don't want people to crime think. Yeah. So maybe maybe we just remove the word Palestine from all the books and the entire internet. There you like go. We did with the maps. <laughs> oh, that's that you act like that was so easy. Also, super easy for you guys to say because we're already boycotting all the goods Palestinians make. You can't buy bombs or a murder tunnel <laughs> anywhere. You can't buy them anywhere. They're um, not using your kids their as a own bombs. <laughs> So, so this bill, which presently enjoys the support of lawmakers from Chuck Schumer to Ted Cruz. Oh, I like Chuck Schumer. Tar- it's getting harder and harder, though, isn't it? It targets supporters of the BDS movement. BDS stands for Boycott, Divestments, and Sanctions, unless you ask Benny Nets, in which case it stands for Bigotry, Dishonesty, and Shame. Be Nets. Oh, oh! Yeah, wimpy, kitty, baby, <laughs> whiners. And this is a global movement that seeks to end Israel's occupation of Palestine with, with, with targeted divestments and boycotts. And regardless of how you feel about that movement, 
everyone should recognize the mortifying precedent of making not doing business with people you don't agree with illegal. Of course, to, to be fair, everybody should also recognize the mortifying precedent of Israel's occupation of Palestine, too. Oh, all right. Well, now Noah's just being wildly anti-Semitic. Thank Let's you. Thank uh, you. Regardless, I think the answer is pretty obvious here. Uh, Israel moves to Germany and Palestine gets Palestine. <laughs> I like it. Occupation, such an ugly word. We like to think of it as assisted by functional militarization. Uh, it's mm-hmm. where you shoot kids in the head who get too close to a fence. <laughs> <laughs> I see. If they're playing, I see why you wanted get... a different name, though. I can see why you wanted to soften that title. Words matter, <laughs> Noah. Words matter. <laughs> Now, if passed, the bill proposes fines of at least a quarter million dollars for supporting a boycott in word or deed with a maximum penalty of a million dollars and 20 <laughs> years in prison. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like a volcano lair. Oh, a million dollars and a 20 years. <laughs> Well, the good news is that eventually somebody would get convicted of it. The Supreme Court would have a chance to tell the legislators to go fuck themselves. But as unabashedly hostile as this concept is to free speech, it's worth emphasizing that it enjoys broad bipartisan support. That gets bipartisan support. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing in all of the universe. Yeah, so far, 46 senators support the bill, along with 234 members of the House, further supporting the assertion that Jews do, in fact, run the world. And, And you know what, Eli? You guys are fucking it all up. It's not going oh, very well now. We are crushing it for us. <laughs> Doing great for people who get too close to the fence, but <laughs> don't go close to the fence. It's don't just, go close. Thank yeah. you. There's a sign. There's Such a sign. A simple, there's a sign in two languages. <laughs> Ours that, and theirs. That's American foreign policy now, too, by the way. Pretty much. <laughs> Summed up in a sentence. And in <laughs> I'm so runery news tonight. Oh, Jesus In gearing Christ. up for our eventual war, the State Department has announced it will ban U.S. citizens from traveling to North Korea starting in late August because of the whole imprisoning and murdering our children thing. That's really... Well, I kind of feel like this policy works against natural selection, but whatever. Mm. Whatever. Yeah, this is a fun story. This is ripe for lampooning. So you were saying they <laughs> murdered a kid? Let's I was. This. I was. I have some solid puns coming up, just so you know. Right, so. <laughs> for those who have missed it, this decision comes in the light of University of Virginia student Otto Warmbier, who was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor for touching a poster, only to be fucking murdered almost all the way and then mm-hmm. returned home to die. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Oh, <laughs> it gets funny. It tra- trust me, we're going to twist it and it's going to, they're going to be <laughs> All rolling. Right. All right. Yeah, oh, I have, the right. puns are coming. All right. All right so, no. No, look, I know we tend to be pretty <laughs> left leaning on this show. So let me take a moment to express solidarity with all the Bond villains in our country and people on the other side when I say how entirely fucked our country's handling of that situation was. I mean, distant second to North Korea, but yeah, pretty fucked yeah, up. Still. Right. There was only two people though, so you know we we yeah. get second place. Silver. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So what happened was we we let a foreign dictator torture one of our children to death, so we wouldn't piss off China, and that's fucking shameful. <laughs> Classic. Right. And as someone who got to watch this as the woker than thou on my Facebook gloated over this as some kind of comeuppance for white privilege. Yeah. 
White people are bees torture like this. Right, exactly. <laughs> but Korean exactly. people, no. All right, right exactly. And it, we would just like to say, or at least I would like to say, that if you took the news of the death of a child because of political chess matches uh, that we have going on with China right now as an opportunity to make a point other than what a terrible and tragic loss it was, then we want to cordially invite you to fuck your own face. Let's just fuck your own face. <laughs> your social media presence is a tragedy of Aronofsky-esque proportions, bro. <laughs> We're going to walk into his apartment one day. He's going to be just poking a human brain with a pen, <laughs> ants crawling everywhere. What are you <laughs> doing, man? Is this a little Facebook? Is this not what it looks like when you guys do Facebook? Just tweeting. How does Facebook work? On the trip to Seattle, Heath was like, I just mute the people I don't like. And I was like, how? Mind blown. <laughs> what? Anyway, <laughs> many speculate the push, in addition to preventing our citizens from being murdered by a crazy man baby and his gray clad government of stone men, is preparation for a conflict with North Korea, which, if you aren't terrified of, I highly recommend being. It yeah. is a doozy, cause China's gonna kick the everlapping crap out of us, cause they make all our stuff. Anyways. Fingers crossed that new super laser we have on the boat, easy and quick to produce. We need <laughs> yeah. a lot of them. Eventually, <laughs> China's bound to win a war that isn't against themselves. Hey, my money's still on America on this one. You know, we're not good at much anymore, but we excel at killing people with different skin hues. So we're still Proud number one at something. In America. <laughs> you could say that it was automatic. <laughs> How long have you been doing the math on that? Brought one? it back. Brought it all <laughs> back. See, you were worried we got too I, serious on this show. I, I, but no. No, the dead we'll person's name was Otto. Yeah, His name no. was Otto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That Nobody man. likes a warm beer. Jesus. And yeah. finally tonight, in a pellet of rat shit news, that's going to be funny later, God's well-documented dislike of fags got a major boost last week when the Senate voted to confirm John K. Bush to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Get it, a pellet of rat shit. The Senate voted uh, <laughs> along now, now party voted, lines. Yeah. yeah, exactly. With all Republican senators not... <laughs> So the Senate vote came along party lines with all the Republican senators not presently debilitated by brain cancer voting in favor of the Harvard grad, where all the best supervillains are made TM. Uh, this despite Ding. a vigorous online campaign, monolithic Democratic opposition, an opposition letter signed by every LGBTQ right group in existence and common sense. I mean, shouldn't we let the people decide? Wait for the next round of Senate elections. That's I feel the like standard that's how it's now, right? Oh, Isn't right. that how yeah. it's done? Picking normally, judges. now, now, look. Normally, uh, appellate confirmations don't rise to the level of thirty minutes every two weeks politics show type coverage. But honestly, confirming this antiquated, bloviating, sexist, homophobic psychopath is at most two degrees less crazy than confirming Alex Jones to the Sixth Circuit. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Matter of time. Matter of time. All rise. The Honorable Judge Alex Jones is presiding. You may be seated. I'm not using that chair. It has demons in it. Uh, okay, um, everyone stay standing. Yeah, sorry. I'm a man of my word. Uh, okay, first up, Methuselah versus, uh... I'm gonna stop you right there, folks. I don't know any other way to tell you. We're dealing with demons. Demons. Real fire-breathing demons. They're coming for your kids, and it makes me sick. Makes me mad. Urr. Urr. No. No. I'm an American. No. 
our our case is about uh, land distribution t- taxes. Y'all want to buy some dick pills? They turned me red. I'll take a dick pill. <laughs> so let's dig into the crazy here a bit, okay? Uh, in 2008, Bush wrote a piece juxtaposing Dred Scott with Roe v. Wade in which he honestly couldn't decide which was worse between abortion and slavery. What? Just a tiny fetus chorus singing Wade in the water. Just <laughs> You're right. Wade in the water. <laughs> He also came out against the 1992 ruling from the Kentucky Supreme Court that legally protected consensual gay sex. Uh, all right. It feels weird that they had to specify consensual in a law. Well, there. no, I mean, okay. I was, well, it feels weird. That you, you and did. I don't go to the same leather bars in Kentucky, Heath. So <laughs> maybe, maybe you and Robert. And, and when someone was just too fucking crazy for this guy to say out loud, which, by the way, those things apparently weren't. He would take to the internets under a pseudonym where he could support birther theories and deny global warming. All right. So basically, Eli's Twitter feed just became a federal judge. Yes. Wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be wearing a picture of an anime girl glued to a paper plate over my face for these proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And as if to retroactively make this seem less careless in comparison, by the way, the Senate is expected to confirm Damien Schiff to the U.S. Court of Federal Claims next week. If you've ever heard him, it was probably in connection with his staunch opposition to a 2009 anti-bullying law in California. <laughs> a, a opposition. Because the law taught, in his words, quote, that the homosexual lifestyle is good and that homosexual families are the moral equivalent of traditional heterosexual families, end quote. So yeah, lifetime appointment for the vocally pro-queer stomping guy, too. Let's just let's try to keep it all in mind, guys. Bringing it around to the beginning again. This administration doesn't have to pass laws to destroy the fucking country. I mean, to be fair, I worked on that pro-bullying campaign... Crazy nights, swirlies, atomic wedgies, good times. The best summer ever. 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 And that's going to do it for episode 54. Oh, good. I was afraid there was going to be a flashback. But... <laughs> Your world never felt so good. Cue the fetuses. Smoke Caroline. This is too much of the song. We're going to get sued. You're doing... allowed to do like six seconds. <laughs> That's Nobody not true, tell. It's zero seconds that you're allowed to do. Zero okay seconds? If you, if, yeah, but if you sing it in a if you sing it in a fetus voice, you're allowed to do the whole thing. That's oh, true. Awesome. Go it ahead, is, finish yeah. up the show. Alright, and that's gonna do it for episode four. We're gonna keep that, I guess. Uh thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bostic. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Ray, Ein Peter, Julie, Pal. Chris, Philip, Amanda, Kay, Stephen, Kevin, Jason, Ben, other Chris, I think, therefore I gam, good stuff, 
Akmenhotep, Shannon, Guinera, Reva, Nate, Pro-Choice, Squall, Mike, Mitchell, Tipdat Lama, and Ra Sun, whose perfectly shaped genitals cause orgasms that are wet, tight-fitting, and satisfying to finish. Like a puzzle in a thunderstorm, some might say. And we've never done this before, which means it's probably long overdue. Special thanks as well to our extra generous top-level benefactors. That would be Alex Eckersley, Gerard Clark, Chris Carr, Mark Herzman, Henry Louis King Jr., Abraham C. Cantor, Jeffrey Maynard, Suzanne August, Jonathan Moyette. Israel Mursky, the Viking of Brooklyn. I can vouch for him personally. Steve Andrews, Loco Jack, Bill Garthright. I meant he is Jewish. I didn't mean like I was vouching he wasn't Jewish. That would be weird. Matthew <laughs> Snyder, Peter S., Jeff Hopper, Sakashite Fukasumi has nothing to promote, Sherry Bean, Mike and Michelle, Cassandra Perryman, Cynthia Francis, Cat Victorino, Wobbles, Spawn of the Filthy Monkey Men, Ian Ryan, Christopher Hammock, Dang Griffith, James M. White Jr., Netsec Heathen, Janet Reinhard, Mitchell, Kellen Elaine, and last but certainly not least, Kevin Glore. Thank you so very much. Your dicks and vaginas are obviously still amazing, too. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like all those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist and Godawful Movies, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the deep web. Of course, also check out Citation Needed. Available on all those things except Stitcher. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. If I didn't want to be unhappy, I would just not read the tweets. <laughs> it's on me. I could just stop. I could just turn it off. You can well, block people, too. Just memorizing mute. the Fibonacci sequence. What are you doing, man? <laughs> you having a good time? Just just learning. What about, what about phi? What about theta? <laughs> you working on that one, too? No. You working on some other irrational numbers? Pi? Mm-hmm. They're all irrational. They're all irrational where I look. <laughs> all right. Ain't no numbers, branches down. <laughs> now I know I can, I'm going to have a podcast where I just sing songs as a fetus because it's legal. I feel like, I feel like that was a little bit of Jeff Sessions as a fetus doing the number. Ain't no numbers, branches down. Oh, that's okay, a lot. No, that's yeah, breathy yeah. and bubble voice. And that's now a lot. add pigeon, add pigeon. Jeff Sessions as a pigeon fetus. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli Bosnick. He just did Black Pigeon Fetus Jeff Sessions in a Broadway number. (laughs) (laughs) And you thought, and you thought at the time that that talent was never going to come in handy. You you. thought, man, when am I ever going to use this? That was worth the 74 grand. Call your dad. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Roll back over, dad. Roll back over. Don't worry.